Hi, you are listening to a very special mini episode of Desi Geek Girls. I am Preeti Chibber, and I am recording on February 5th, and I have a very special guest, the incredible Saryu Blue. Hi! (laughs) Hi! I'm so excited! I know, we're so excited to have you on, we're such big fans, and we love your work. Oh, well, I'm big fans of you, so it's super reciprocal. I mean, this is what's exciting is that we are two South Asian women and we're both like creating and we can have this conversation. I mean, just being able to talk from the perspective of two South Asian American women (laughs) who are creating and succeeding and, you know, earning money and making a living this way is pretty uh, monumental. So it's really awesome. So you have just just like a few things going on, you know, like one or two <laughs> things. Uh, so between your Couple. amazing stint on The Unicorn uh, and now, of course, oh. the follow up to All the Boys I Love Before, P.S. I Still Love You, which drops in just a few days. Uh, my first yeah. question is, how are you so amazing? Oh, <laughs> that's the sweetest. What I am is really lucky more than anything. I can't believe this is all happening and it's also so exciting because so much of this work I shot last year and it's all finally coming out so it's so thrilling to finally get to share this with everybody so you know I come from the the world of children's books and um so I've known you know the P.S. I Love You series Jenny Han series for a long time it's a really exciting property you know written by an Asian writer starring an Asian lead um what was the best part of being cast in a project like this and what made you want to do it I'd say which is such a huge part of it was getting to meet Jenny Han and reading her books because I had read them. I'd seen the first one, the first movie, and of course loved it just like we all did because it was spectacular and so relatable and so universal and so dear. And then I read the books and had a meeting with Jenny and the director and the producers and, you know, immediately connected with her. I think she is such a prolific voice and that's what resonates with all of us you know in her writing and in her storytelling and so um she was no doubt I come from a family of writers and I love writers um with all my heart and she was just another one that I was deeply deeply you know obsessed with I'm so excited for this movie and I'm excited that you're in it because I love you know I love that all this conversation is happening around specifically Asian representation, um, but it's, yeah. you know, it's it's good for everybody. So it's, it's a great conversation. Overdue. But, you know, getting some South Asian representation in there is super, super exciting. Well, it's so huge, right? It's so interesting. I mean, the number of people, when when we start, when I say something about being South Asian or something, people, so many people are like, you're Asian, right? That question still <laughs> Oh, my God, up. I know. It's so, I know. But it does because... And that's because of so many reasons that are we don't have enough podcast time for the world. But, you know, I will say that it's so another dialogue that I've been seeing more of, especially in the last few years, which makes my heart happy, is around bridging that world between Asian and South Asian even more and making sure that South Asian uh, representation is part of that conversation. Um And I'm so glad to see that happening because obviously South Asian representation is still finding its legs, I think, in our um, industries. 
And so not to say that we don't, the talent doesn't exist. I'm saying that the getting us out there in the face and get the face and the writing and the, all the mediums getting a visibility, right. Mm-hmm. Is still getting its legs, getting traction. And I think, um, it was such a cool choice that they decided to, uh, cast me for Trina. And I remember when I was meeting with them, cause actually Trina's not written. She's really not written any specific no. ethnicity. And, um, there are so many things I loved about Trina, but one of them is that she's this, you know, adult woman who uh, was married, is getting divorced, or I guess is divorced. And um, she's not some like sort of desperate, lonely soul, you know, she's happy. She lives a good life. The marriage didn't work out. Um, I think you even see her and Dr. Covey navigating, especially in the book, you see them navigating like, oh, as adults, do we really want to risk making a mess with our neighbor, right? <laughs> like love is so messy. And so I love watching adults uh, navigating that world. And that's a representation that to me is obviously really valuable and exciting because that's something that I don't think there's a ton of representation around, you know, as well. And so then to have that storyline and to have me be Indian American, um, it's just, it felt really, it felt special. You know, when you're talking about this notion of like we are finding our legs in the entertainment industry in terms of getting access to that level yeah. and access to those roles, um, I want to talk about, you know, how you were one of the yeah. first South Asian women to lead a comedy in NBC's Gone Far Too Soon, I Feel Bad. So mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, <laughs> Thank you. I, it's, it, was, it was so refreshing to see a yeah, show like that, you I know. I that too. And so I wanted to ask you kind of like what your experience was like on the show, both in terms of Mm -hmm. balancing representation and humor and just the experience of being in it as a a woman of color and as an Indian American woman. You know, it's such a great, I love that I get to have this dialogue with you specifically because, um, you know, I think the, I just want to address too in a lot of interviews, a lot of people want to ask me about being a woman of color in the industry and I've realized that sometimes I don't want to answer the question because it's like I don't want that to be the whole interview. Right. Um, that being said, I love that. And that's because sometimes it feels like a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Not a gimmick, but you know what I'm saying. Like, a, hey, that's a cool thing that everyone's talking about right now. It's trendy. Um, and it is a cool thing. <laughs> there it is. Right. It's a, it's a, right. And it is, it is a cool thing. that it, That's accurate. It is important to discuss. Um, and there's a point where it sometimes it feels like, but there's other parts of me that I want to discuss. And what I love about talking about it with you is it's something that I know you and I relate to in very different and very similar ways. Um, And, you know, regarding I feel bad, it's funny. It took me like maybe a year after it was over for me to fully process how monumental it was in the sense of while I was in it, I was aware it was monumental and I talked about it a lot. But now that it's over, I'm like, wait, does everyone understand what just happened? An Indian girl walked in, auditioned, not a fancy name, not a, you know, like I'd been working a long time, but I wasn't a name, just auditioned, tested with three white women. They went with me and rewrote the script. Yes. Not Ah. rewrote it. But changed it, right? And that is unheard of. And I don't, I don't like have the words sometimes for just how insanely 
you know, incredible that was. And, um, and it makes me so sad that we didn't get a season two for many reasons, obviously because I loved the show and I loved getting to do the role, all that kind of stuff. Sure. But on another level, the, the number of humans, first of all, uh, men, women, whatever color, whatever gender, whatever, um, uh, anything, you know, whatever, whatever, just humans that reached out to me and said, I feel so seen because of your show. It related to people feeling uh, less than as parents. It related to women of color getting to be just funny and disastrous and human. Um, it related for, um, you know, just even if you weren't a parent, the idea of like, we're all just kind of trying mm-hmm. to tread water, right? We're just trying to get by. And it hit such a special um, spot. And I think that it's, it's really deeply disappointing and heart-wrenching to me that we didn't keep going. Um, and then as a South Asian woman, it hurts because when do we get to do that, right? I mean, I got to do the I Love Lucy role. I got to be kind of petty and just <laughs> and like... I lied to the kids to look better. I was, you know, I did physical comedy. I did, um, I got to just have heart and say, I feel less than and have real human dialogues with my mother or my husband or my children. I mean, that dimension is something that as a woman of color, we so rarely get. We so rarely get seen um, just as human. And I think that is the fight I'm constantly fighting with the industry is saying, yes, I know you're happy to put us into the place that like fits in the puzzle piece, right? It keeps the story going. But what I'm asking for is more. What I'm asking for is let us be the person that the audiences are connecting to. Let us have storylines. And I think that, you know, I mean, that, they, you know, the Oscar so white dialogue keeps coming up. Inclusion writers are fine. They're mm-hmm. great. Uh, except you're not going to get a change in actual um, awards shows if you're not putting the people who are underrepresented, whatever community that is, because I'm just speaking about people of color, but obviously there's so many communities. You know, there's so many versions that are not the status quo that are underrepresented and until those people until we're all given the shot to show what we can do to to have the story that audiences connect with to be in the you know in the field playing the game it doesn't really matter the inclusion writer doesn't change anything i I mean that's sort of a whole other tangent well so this actually comes to uh, another question I had for you because, you know, we know representation is important. We know that projects benefit, like both monetarily and artistically, from having diverse casts, and yet the needle moves so slowly. So, what do you mm-hmm. think that people in power could be doing? Like, what could they do to be better you know, about inclusive casting? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Um... You know, there's been a lot of dialogue about people behind the camera. So writers, directors, that's a huge part of it. Um, And of course, you know, in the crew as well. But (laughs) I always say, I'm like, so if you're not artistic at all and you're an underrepresented community, please become an exec. 
please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, <laughs> right? It's the money people that are making the decisions at the end of the day. I mean, I, I love being an artist and I'm so thankful, but there is a whole other side of who's really making the decisions. And if we look at what that inclusion looks like, my guess is it's pretty limited. Mm-hmm. You know, my guess. I don't have statistics, you know. Um, my experience of it from what I've seen is it's not particularly diverse. And so I think when it comes down to casting, it's not just in the casting. And this is where I feel bad is a great example. So they took the chance and they cast me. And, you know, it was great and it was fun and we did all the stuff. And actually, to be honest, our ratings were not terrible. But what needed to happen next level, right, is the willingness to support, promote, Mm -hmm. give it a minute, right? And so what happens, it's like I was just saying this to some colleagues. I was like, you know, you cast a person of color in a lead and they say, um, gosh, too bad the show didn't. Well, see, this is what we mean. You can't really cast a person of color and no one's going to watch it, right? It didn't do well. But you have a show of white people and no one says, see, you can't cast white people to leave. Right? <laughs> I mean, no one's going to watch it. So, like, if a white show doesn't get ratings, no one decides it's because of white people. If a show with people of color doesn't get ratings, the automatic assumption is it's because people don't want to watch people of color. So I think there's a real investment that has to happen. People who are underrepresented are usually getting smaller, less uh, shiny roles. Let me put it that way, less shiny. It doesn't have to be a lead role, but let's say they're not as noticeable, those roles. Okay, so that means they're probably getting paid less. Okay, so now they're getting paid less. Well, publicists are very expensive. Publicity is very expensive. To do the, the carpet and all of that, it adds up. So until there's an investment from the other side in the people who are underrepresented that allows those people, no matter where they are in the industries, a way to start getting visibility that gains traction, in my opinion, none of it changes. And that's a really big thing. You know, if you don't get, if you can't garner the visibility they don't, they're not going to care. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the deal. It's, because it's, the currency of our industry is cachet. Yeah, and and it is, I think it comes back to what you were saying, right? Investment. It's investing not only just in the hiring, but in the support and the and the money Correct. behind the person as well. And I think we see that in, it's almost like we're in phase one of diversifying entertainment where it's like, all right, you yeah. have started hiring people. However, right. next step. Right. Next step, right, is how do you support that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I go back to saying, like, it's fine that people are willing to do inclusion writers. There's something to be said for that. But again, you've got to then give all these people a way to thrive. I mean, that's inclusion, right? It's yep. actually setting us up to succeed. Um, I always say it's like, you know, you have to help us move our careers forward. Otherwise, you know, I've been on shows where I've been the only person of color and I look around and then all of a sudden they call all the background in and it's all people of color. And I, listen, Great, good. There's that's great that we have, you know, um, a room of people with people of color. But the other thing I want to see are those people with speaking roles. I want to see those people in roles where 
they can get to number one on the call sheet. I want to see careers growing. That's what I'm looking for. That's the kind of inclusion that I'm excited about. Well, uh, I am hoping for for more of that for everyone, but especially for you, because, you know, I, I really, really loved I Feel Bad. I thought it was so funny and so well written. And part of what was so appealing about it is that you are very, very funny. Like you are a funny actress <laughs> and, and you're you. fun to watch on that. screen. So um, I, I kind of, I love to, comedy. I, right. So what is it about comedy though, that calls to you? Like what, why, you know, for a lot of us, like South Asian women have a very specific kind of, uh, idea in the American consciousness and in the entertainment consciousness. And it's not often the funny girl. No, uh, uh, we are either. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, I mean, for the longest time, yeah, I was so many storylines with, I arranged marriages and I was scared of my dad and I didn't want to get arranged. Right. All that. But (laughs) what I, (laughs) what I love about comedy is it's either funny or it's not. I mean, that's, I think that's my actual, like, I love that experience of, like, we are all in this together either laughing or we're not laughing, right? And there's something so just pragmatic about it to a certain extent. <laughs> and... Uh, it's so, which is funny because I'm not pragmatic at all. In this life. is like it's such a daisy, so, daisy answer. Like I can't handle it. <laughs> I know. But the, no, no, no. I'm not. Let me be clear. I'm the worst daisy. I'm not pragmatic. I'm not. <laughs> I am the daughter of an absent-minded professor. Like, let me just be very clear. But what I, I, I was trying to find the word for it because what it is, is that like, it's just, it's like the real, there's a music to it for me. There's a rhythm. And like what I love is I can do a line and say it exactly one way, you know, say it one way and genuinely no one will laugh. I could do the same line with a different like rhythm and literally it'll make people laugh. And I love that about comedy, you know. Um, I also just love laughing. I love it. I love joy. I love being ridiculous. I love not taking life too seriously which is something I really grew into appreciating because I used to hate that about myself and feel deeply ashamed about it. Cause <laughs> I grew up from like, I grew up in like the most stoic household. Like I had two professor parents. We did not watch TV or do anything for fun. I mean, I was like, they didn't know what to do with me. Cause I was the crazy kid. They were like, what do we do with her? She's so annoying. They <laughs> um, me so annoying. <laughs> they were like, just be quiet. So, <laughs> and so like, I finally have made peace with this, but I, I really do love that about comedy. The thing that, the, the, the realistic thing, uh, or not realistic thing, the exciting thing I should say about I Feel Bad was being a South Asian woman doing that level of comedy because there are, I mean, Mindy's gotten to do it for sure, but she had to create it herself, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't do that. I mean, I wasn't going to create it myself. So, um, I mean, I tried a number of times, but ultimately that's just not my uh, world. You know, I don't create and produce and do all of it. I'm getting into it. But I think that, uh, yeah, getting to just, I also think there's something about comedy that you can have really, really interesting conversations about what's happening in the world 
And there's something about comedy that when it's done intelligently can really unpack some very important conversations. And that's what I think Blackish does brilliantly. Um, I mean, Blackish does everything brilliantly, but I, you know, that is one of the most invaluable things about comedy, right? Is the mm-hmm. way it can create conversations that otherwise can be not, I mean, they can be uncomfortable, sure, but also they can get ignored. And right. I think comedy can do something in a really interesting way where you're having conversations that you didn't even know you meant you were meant to be having. I mean, that's, that's, I think you're right on, on all counts. And it's so refreshing uh, to see someone like you in that space and, and getting Thank to you. not only like participate, but also like inform those conversations is, is really exciting. Um, I really hope it continues because I will say, I think dramas inherently have always tended to be more, I shouldn't say always, have lately tended to be more diverse. Um, And I've yet to see, I think comedy is in the earlier stages of really, really showcasing that level of inclusivity. And I want to, I hope it, I hope that trajectory continues because I think it's, um, well, I think it's really important. Well, who are, you know, when, one of the last things I wanted to ask you is like, who are some um, South Asian creatives uh, that you think people should know about or, or people who are doing some of that work? Um, that's a great question. Well, there's so many. I mean, I think, do you know of Vinnie Chipper? <laughs> She's phenomenal. <laughs> she is. I'm telling you, that guy's breaking down barriers every dang day. <laughs> um, just very, very amazing. Also, uh, my dear friend, Janina Vungar, who I love so much. Um, it, but I know you're not just talking about actors. I'm just too, like, what comes to mind, of course, are actors. Well, that's those, your I world, mean, Rizwan yeah. Manji is like, yeah, Rizwan Manji is like my, I call him my work husband. And he and I are in the process of developing an idea together that I'm so excited about. And I think he's a comedy genius. But don't tell him I said that. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't want his head to get too big. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many, there's so many South Asian, there's so much great, South Asian talent out there, but I want what I want to see is more creators pulling it together and creating mm-hmm. the work all of us together. And I think that is something that, thanks to Vinny, we're finally making happen. Um, but it's not easy. It's not. It's not easy, but uh, it is gratifying to because I think you're right. There are a lot of there are a lot. There's. I was thinking today how so many um, we've gotten to the point where I actually can't keep track. Of everything. Poonam Patel. She's another oh comic my God, genius, by the way. so, so funny. Um, yeah, but, so but you, funny. I know. Like, I know I'm forgetting so many people right well, now. Well, it's hard because it's like, I was literally thinking how, like, you can't keep track anymore of all of the projects from South Asian no. people because we have, we've, we've kind of pushed and are finally kind of getting a little bit of a foothold, which is so exciting. But also I was like, oh my God, I can't keep track of everything. There's so much happening. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, that's the thing is like, it it really is getting to the point. I mean, Kieran on uh, Sunnyside is great too. There's so much um, quality out there that it's a question of like, 
us just getting together and creating the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I just did the South Asian of as fuck show um, a couple months ago, and I was crying. I was laughing so hard. My face hurt from those talents, you know. Shopadas um, and Guruv, uh, they sing. And, like, there were so many people that were just so talented. And it's really an exciting thing. It's It's more... Like, I know the talent exists. Now it's just a question of us all finding ways to create stuff together, you know? And that's what's a great feeling. Uh, well, thank you so much. This was amazing. Uh, do you want to tell people what they can see you in next and how they can find it and where they can find you? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I will be currently... Okay, so currently Netflix is airing Medical Police, which is a fun show. And then I'm also... Uh, if you missed my three episodes of Unicorn, I will say that was one of my favorite arcs, and I think it was really special, and um, and I really got to be a full person, which was exciting. Um, to all the boys, uh, PSA Still Love You comes out on February 12th, which I think everyone's going to just love. It's so deliciously adorable. And... Um, I'm filming a movie called Happiest Season right now, but that won't come out for a while. That's a holiday one, so everyone will have forgotten about it by the time they <laughs> by the time it comes out. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the one you talking about on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we love a holiday movie, so I'm excited. <laughs> it's so cute. It's and the cast is great. It's such a funny, fun cast. It's really, it'll be a great one. I have no doubt. Uh, well, thank you so, 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 so much. This was amazing. Um, thank you I'm, for having me. I'm so glad we got to do this finally. We've been circling this for like a year, I swear. I know. I'm so excited it finally happened. Uh, and to everyone listening, obviously, thank you so much. Um, you can follow us on They See Geek Girls uh, at Twitter at They See Geek Girls. I am at Run With Skizzers. Uh, to our Patreon su- su- supporters, we... Love that you support us, um, and if you're not doing it yet, we have a lot of really exciting new uh, tiers, like stickers and pins and, and a tote bag, which is banana pants. Uh, and until next time, I on my lonesome will see you in hell. <laughs> <laughs>